Welcome back, podcast listeners. Today, we invite a very special guest to join us on our podcast today, and we will be discussing how to get through discomfort. As always, this information on this podcast is not designed to diagnose, treat, or prevent any condition. It's for information purposes only and a platform to share personal experiences. Please seek advice from your healthcare professional before making any changes to your current lifestyle. Stay tuned because the Alpha Babes podcast is about to go live in three, two, one. Welcome to the Alpha Babes podcast. You're here with the Alpha Babes sisters, Hannah and Mia. Hello, hello. It really has been a long time. It has. It feels like we have not been here on ages. It's been two weeks. And to say that we're excited, we're probably double dose excited <laughs> today, aren't we? Double dose excited. I've had total podcast withdrawals. Yeah, so have I. So we're going to get into this straight away. Our guest that we are interviewing, um, her name is Jenna Louise. She is my girl crush when it comes to fitness. She just has this badass way of just attacking workouts. And what I love about it is she's so mindset focused. So what we're going to do is we're going to call her now and she's going to jump on live and we're going to get into our questions. All right, fingers crossed. You're crossing everything that yeah, this works. I know. I've right, only done go. this once before. I hope it calls. Technology, man. <laughs> oh, God, is it working? Why has this always happened to us? <laughs> um, hmm. One moment, please. There is a moment of silence there <laughs> as we appreciate the fact that I it is not, I am not good at technology. It is not working. It's not working? We will be back. <laughs> okay, we are back after that few moments of silence and we have figured it out. We've we figured it out. We have figured it out. Oh, my God. Let's never have two weeks off ever again. Do you know what? We're a bit rusty, but it, we just go back to our default like saying, which is find an effing way. Yeah. And we found an effing way. <laughs> uh, and here it is. So we are going to call our special Jenna Louise on the phone right now and uh, get ready for this, guys. We have a ringtone. Oh, thank God. Alpha babes. Hello. Hello. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm well. I'm well. Here we are. I finally made it. Sorry we for made it. sorry for all the delays. You are now. Oh my god! Don't, don't apologize. You are on our podcast, yes. so you are. It is official. You are on the Alpha Babe yes. podcast. <laughs> Life is made. Life is made. Life is made. All right. So, have you got a nice, comfy seat? Uh, you know where I am. Do you really want to know where yeah, I am? Yeah, I do. I really, I really <laughs> want to know. Paint the picture. Uh, I am actually, I okay, I'm a floor sitter or a bench sitter. <laughs> so in between doesn't work for me. <laughs> so I'm currently in my bedroom on the floor looking out the window because it's nice and high and leaning against my bed and my French bulldog touch is uh, pretty much on my shoulder. So it's nice and comfy and cozy here. Thank you very much. Excellent. Do you want to know something? I'm not even making this up. We're legit in the same position. <laughs> <laughs> we are on the floor. It's the best. It's so, so good. So good. And we have the our. Floor is the bomb. I love it. We have our podcast equipment attached to my bookshelf <laughs> because uh, my our podcast listeners will know that I have 
um, two really um, annoying dogs who always want to feature on our podcast. And oh, sure. So, this is good, though. Yeah, the, the, the door is closed and they're locked outside and, and, yeah. and the, we are huddled uh, around the bookcase. So I, did, I did consider locking Dutch out and I thought, you know what, it's probably going to be more trouble yeah. um, if I did do that because she'd scratch on the door. So I thought, yeah, smart just to leave her in here. She's asleep on the bed just above my shoulder. So she's in, she's in happy mode at the moment. So I think um, I've been a floor sitter since I was a child because we were never allowed to sit on our beds once they were made right. or um, mess up the couches. So right. it was, yeah, it was definitely the floor for us. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now that you're comfy, you're going to sit back as I read your little bio that we've put together, okay. and so our listeners know who exactly we're talking to. So yep. Miss Jenna is a certified master trainer and she's a nutrition coach. She's had 14 years experience in the fitness industry and she's interviewed and trained with celebrities from all around the world. What's super impressive about this little lady is she's 60 kilos in body weight, but she can bench press 110 kilos deadlift a whopping 120 kilos and she can just do a lazy squat of 110. Whoa. She is a Reebok athlete, ambassador for techno gyms, gold gyms, rescue your fitness and anchor. She was F45 playoff champion. Like this girl has got lungs. She has also been on the cover of Women's Health and Fitness magazine along with Oxygen and she is not only a fellow YouTuber, but she has a whopping 45K on Instagram. Her greatest passion is health and fitness. She boasts that she's never sit still, but she loves the space that fitness creates because it allows her to put her mind to work, push herself out of her comfort zone and really see what she's made of. And without further ado... Can we have an applause? Ooh, Jenna is on. Oh, Jenna Louise. Thank you, ladies. I am giving myself an applause with that kind of introduction. So thank you so, so much for having me on. It is an absolute honor to be able to chat to you guys today. Thanks for joining us. Oh, I'd also like to mention that Jenna has also been a, a feature on um, Ninja Warrior. Oh, yes. So Ooh, cool. Yes. That's yeah, so season cool. one and two. Yeah. I loved that show. It's like incredible. I know, I know. It was definitely um, a memory. I'm not never going to forget. That's for sure. Are you going to go back so, on? Are you going back on? So see, season three, um, I gave a break because I had um, my knee injury. Yes. So I'm still nursing that one back to health. Okay. Um, actually, season two, I had a huge injury. I had a uh, a glute and hamstring tear. Whoa! And it was three weeks prior to actually going on the show that I that I copped that one and oh my God. so I had to hide the injury from the show and everything we do fitness testing I had to try I finally got through the fitness testing and all that sort of stuff on the day and I managed to hide it and get through but I was off on that first obstacle there was no way I could even put body weight on one leg let alone um wow. hike over those oh obstacles so yeah, yeah, but <laughs> I'm definitely going to have to go back but just yeah season three you will not see me on this one so <laughs> nice, a nice little rest. It seems like you adopt our motto, which is find an effing way. Just get it, get it done. Find an effing get way. Get it done. Yeah. 100%. 100%. <laughs> and that, to me, that's, that's the no excuses mentality that I like to um, make sure that I have. It's non-negotiable for me. Fantastic. So, you know, I've, yes, I've had injuries, but it's what you do with the rest of your body um, to work around that. So, you know, it's not like I'm 
you know, out of the game forever. It's just working around that and adapting to suit you. So, so good. So, good. so we're now mm. going to juice you. We're juicing you juice like an orange of all mm, I love it. Oh, my God. Okay. So <laughs> what, what we're talking about today is is a topic that a lot of people avoid and, um, and, you know, probably shy away from because if we're really real, pain is something um, that people are uncomfortable with. In fact, all those uncomfortable emotions uh, are something that we just – we don't even want to put ourselves in half the time. However – if you find a way to do so, we preach here on Alpha Babes that it really unlocks your greatness. It also unlocks more opportunities to find your confidence and it and it allows you to really get a deep understanding of who you are. So what we're going to launch into is we've got a few questions here. Jenna, are you okay if we ask you a few? Absolutely. Oh, my gosh. You can't ask me enough. <laughs> um, now, just be aware, podcast listeners, Jenna is known to side tangent, and that is our criteria when we look for candidates to come on the podcast. So... I've already listed all these questions coming back at you, so just that first one. So. Cool. <laughs> All right, what is your definition of discomfort and perhaps what are some of the common fears that you hear from people when they are facing discomfort? Okay, so I want to flip-flop that question um, because I firstly want to note that fear stops us from doing so, so much, um, from taking action towards what we actually need to achieve for ourselves. So generally, and I'm going to use fitness or exercise as an example with this but generally I see a lot of people get to a certain level or a certain point in their exercise or their workout where they they just come to a halt because something is approaching mm. that is freaking them out and that is generally pain mm. so that is the discomfort factor that comes in when you're pushing yourself to a different level um, so I see a lot of people limit themselves and not go as far as their potential. You know, they, they're, there's so, so much potential um, in every one of us that we do not reach it. And that's mm-hmm. just going, that's within our workouts alone. So you can imagine, you know, how much potential we have in life, let alone we're just holding ourselves back. Mm. Um, but for me, um, discomfort and pain is something that I thrive off on the daily. I mean, experiencing pain in different forms on a daily basis I had my mind one discomfortable moment at a time. Um, so for me, I do this in my workouts on the daily with my daily dose of discomfort. If you've seen that, um, I've kind of labeled it because that's just what it is to me. It is my daily dose of discomfort. And when I write these workouts, they're purely formed on the basis of mentality that I know that this will help reframe what pain actually is at different levels and intensity and alter my reaction to it in the outside world. So decreasing my pain threshold by forcing myself to suffer unnecessarily in the short term and then using it to move forward with some serious momentum after that. So, yes, it's that daily dose of discomfort that for me is a non-negotiable and I always try and train that into my workouts because, again, it's just hiding my, my, my mindset one workout at a time. That's so, awesome. So it's like that that classic saying that not only do you have calluses on your hands, but you're also developing them on your mind as well. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Because it all starts with the mind, right? Mm. Everything in life it starts with the mind. So if we can if we can train our brain, you know, strip the fat, strip the bulk off the brain, then we're you know we're priming it to perform at a higher level. Yeah. 
So good. And like for those people who aren't really um, aware of what a daily dose of discomfort is, I'll just tell you one um, because <laughs> I nearly wanted to vomit when I when I saw it because if you've ever been on a ski ego, um, it's awful. And this this weapon here that we're talking to just did a lazy 5K, just a lazy 5K, and that was a warm-up. And then she went into yeah, so something the- else. Yeah, so, for, um, so my skier time for that for 5K is I try and fit that in 20 minutes, so in and under wow. 20 minutes. Wow. If I can get that under 20 minutes, I'm doing very well. And I was only having this conversation with somebody in the gym this morning when this morning's daily dose of discomfort, a thousand sneaky little double unders there. <laughs> oh, my um, God. <laughs> and, um, and, yeah, that's exactly what we were talking about is um, that ski urge five k's is something that you know I try and beat every single time. Mm. So if I'm if I go over that twenty minute marker, I know I'm having a bit of a shocking day. So <laughs> at least it's setting that benchmark for myself, and I know I know my performance levels. I know my um, perceived limitations and how to get over those. And side tangent, just warning. Oh, I always, I always warn my listeners. Um, good. With, with your when you when you do go over that twenty minutes. Um, what's your dialogue to yourself? Are you, are you punishing yourself for that or what, what, how are you actually tackling that? Yeah, look, initially, and I'm not going to lie, it depends on the day because each day is so completely different mindset wise. Mm -hmm. Um, so generally I do try and reassure myself that, you know, it's okay. I might not have fueled myself correctly or I'm a bit tired of having enough sleep. So it's not that I'm fueling myself with excuses. Mm. It's just, I need to let it go there and then I don't carry it on into the rest of my workout because it's just going to have an effect on my performance going forward. So in in saying that, though, there is some sort of discipline where I say to myself, Dan, you could have done a lot better had you have gone a little bit harder in that first 500 metres and it would have made the second 500 a little bit easier. Mm. Um, so it's all about pacing for me and, and that's everything outside of the ski erg as well. It's just knowing how to pace yourself. And for me, I don't like to repeat workouts because I get really bored really quickly. So (laughs) I'm really lucky that I'm super creative um, and I write all of my workouts. And from time to time, if there's something that pops up like today, um, I got challenged to do a workout. I'm like, okay, I could do this workout. It looks definitely like something that I would enjoy doing. So from time to time, I do do other people's workouts and really enjoy that. It kind of gives my mind a break as well because I don't have to put the thought into it. But I really enjoy that thought process. I really Mm. enjoy creating my, you know, um, spicy, delicious daily (laughs) dose. (laughs) And and for me, it's all about um, educating others that they just need to mould my workouts to suit them. So this is something I'm currently working on is that I think – perceptions are so out like thrown out when it comes to my style and my level of um, fitness and who I coach because Mm. people will look at my stuff and think oh wow she's too high level for me um she's too extreme she's too beast she's too muscly she's too something you'll always be too something for somebody Mm. yeah um and for me now I'm trying to re-educate those that are on um that are in and amongst my uh audience to Look at something and not balk at it. Knowing that you can do it no matter what mm-hmm. is just do we need to – it's how you break it down that makes all the difference mm-hmm. um, and molding it to suit you. So yeah. um, now when I post a workout, I'll, I'll show people how to break that workout down for them. So I'll tell them majority of the time I'll tell them what I'm thinking and how I got it done in my head um, and then how possibly to adjust it to yeah. suit a lower level of fitness or a more progressive level of fitness. Yeah. 
And that's the key, hey, and I think it all starts also with just backing yourself. Yeah, 100%. Because if there's 100 reps of something and you've never done 100 reps, for instance, you're obviously going to look at that and go, there is no way I can do that. But that to me is a a, a grotty mindset to have because anyone can do a hundred of anything. It's just mm. how you break it down. Absolutely. And and I think the thing too is that that expectation sometimes that we put on ourselves of time or even mm. weight or numbers that yeah. we're lifting because you could do a hundred reps of anything. It might take you two hours, but we're not right. we're not focusing on that. What we're focusing on is the fact that you're able to complete the hundred reps in any way and form that you can. Oh, God, you must be in my brain. I love that. <laughs> like, cool. Absolutely. That's 100% what I tell people all of the time. It's like you just need to mold it to suit you. It doesn't matter if you're doing exactly what I was doing. It doesn't matter if you're not lifting my weight. It doesn't matter if you're doing mm. higher weight. Like it just comes down to doing your best for you because that in the end of the day is what matters the most. So if you had to kind of take us on a little bit of a journey towards, you know, your your training methodology of, of – finding the daily dose of discomfort you I mean did you start off your training like that where where did how did you develop that what was your journey yeah so um growing up I I started off in gymnastics I was a competitive gymnast um so that definitely primed my competitive edge yeah but also the discipline because in gymnastics you got to score well Mm-hmm. Um, and to score well, you need to think of things like not not even your performance. It's more so it comes down to body language, um, facial expressions, and all of that sort of stuff. And because with your facial expressions, it matters. Your body language matters, and this is not just within gymnastics either. It mm-hmm. comes down to if I'm dying in my workout, I will not flop on the ground. <laughs> I will not bend over and put my hands on my knees. It's Tricking your body, tricking your brain, um, you think it, it is okay and that it can keep moving forward. Mm-hmm. So um, for me, facial expressions do matter. And so when I'm coaching people I, and a big group of people, I get them to you know, use uh, things like their voices, human touch, but also um, keeping, the, keeping the, them reminded that they need to uh, stand up straight, keep their chest proud, head up, rather than shoulders bumped over, looking down on the ground because that's going to completely alter your mindset. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as well as keeping a smile on your face because it definitely helps. You know when you go to lift up a barbell and you get that little grip look on your face, that makes you perform really, really well and you can lift heavy-ass shit. That's the type of stuff that I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. So um, with that sort of stuff, it's about tricking the brain. Yeah. Um, more than anything, even though you are in so much pain. But uh, going back to it, there was a little tangent. Warning, there you go. Sorry, guys. <laughs> um, um, but going back to um, I think where I, I were able to, you know, get that discomfort, level of discomfort in my daily workouts, like I said, I was timed well from when I was a child going into gymnastics, competitive gymnastics, before my mother pulled me out because I nearly broke my back. <laughs> Thanks, Mum. And... So from there, I'm like, oh, what does a girl do? So I joined, um, I started racing BMX, um, BMX bikes, and I got into rollerblading. Um, I was doing a little athletics and all of that sort of stuff. So I was, as much as I possibly could, that's what I was doing. I was doing as much as I could and as much as my, you know, family could afford. We were quite poor at the time. So, um, 
I think out of out of all of my brothers and sisters, I was the one that was doing um, most of the athletic side of the house. So yeah. I was I was well primed for that. Um, and then going into my early adulthood, I didn't know what I wanted to do, so I just joined the gym. Um, and from there, I killed myself in cardio. It was absolutely ridiculous. So mindset happens, um, kind of build that. Uh, mindset, your fitness mindset, endurance mindset from doing that sort of stuff as well because you're just grinding at it the same thing over mm. and over and over again for a very long period of time. So I was ridiculously fit. However, I wasn't entirely happy with how I looked and back then that mattered to me. Mm. So um, I then started doing weight training and noticed the difference straight away. Like that was nearly instant how quickly resistance training altered my body. However, I didn't want to lose my cardio aspect because I was literally obsessed with the thought of being fit. Um, and we're talking early adulthood, so like early 20s, um, if not beforehand. Um, so all of that mattered to me. So my brain was so completely different back then and, and what I thought about myself and what others thought about me mattered. Mm. Um, and then fast forward today, that has completely changed. Um, but I, I think the, the things that I experienced along the way growing up, especially with the competitive sports and that sort of stuff, has definitely helped mold me into the human I am today. And I would not have definitely not have changed anything because I've learned so, so much about myself, but have been able to pass off my, my knowledge and my experience to everybody else around me as well, which is absolutely phenomenal to me. If I can help somebody in the process, then I'm the happiest human on the planet. And you can absolutely see that because you just ooze passion and enthusiasm and you generally have that vibe that wants to see other people, you know, reach their greatness and, and excel mm. and, and be their very best self. And, you know, I think it's important, you know, what you just said there and in the fact that you were shaped from a young age and you chased you chased yourself from what mm. I can see, you chased numbers, you you were constantly wanting to improve. And I think it was a really interesting point that you brought up there around the fitness and cardio. Uh, and, you know, I think we've all been there. We've all had yeah. that, you know, just chain yourself to a treadmill and don't leave. But Absolutely, absolutely. I think definitely, though, that the, the trend is changing with that as well. Very mm. much. So, and I'm so excited. It's so good. Yeah, it's yeah, so good it to is. see girls lifting weights and, and feeling yep. strong and looking strong because I think yep. um, especially in the gym setting, a lot of girls, um, you know, it was like taboo, like girls would not yep. go in the weight section. So, yeah, it's so refreshing Absolutely. to do to I see know, that now. I know. And even when I first started weight training, that was just something you didn't see. And in the end, here I am lifting more than most of the guys in the gym. Yeah. <laughs> like, literally, <laughs> that's what was happening. So cool. Um, so I, I think I got into the into weight training at a really odd but exciting time. Yeah. Um and and now I've been lifting weights for, you know, nine, ten years. Yeah. So and it's something that I definitely obviously incorporate into my daily training. Yeah. yeah. And um and there's a really big part of it because resistance training is prime. Like we all need it. We all need movement in our lives. Um, no matter if we're four years old or ninety four years old, we all need movement as yeah, in 100%. some form. 
hundred percent. Resistance training is definitely the key. Yeah, for sure. And so, you know, going through this discomfort and, you know, your journey through obviously cardio bunny to now like total boss bitch in the gym, lifting all these, you know, crazy weights and performing the way you do. How has facing that discomfort through your training helped you in the outside world? So how has that training um, mentality helped you in your everyday life? I, I, um, you know, with intensity and purpose, but also passion helps radiate that mindset out. Being the mind one work at a time. It's like my brain training is a non-negotiable for, for me because it's a tool that translates into all aspects yeah. of my life. It's not just the physical athletics, aesthetics that, you know, that I'm, chasing it that that comes as a byproduct yeah 100%. so i think when you eliminate the stresses of having to look a certain way for other people or having to look a certain way because somebody else wants you to do to do a certain thing or mm. having to eat this way when you cut away that bullshit because um essentially what actually is most important is you doing you for you and nobody else so when you cut that stress away um magical things start happening and it's not magic it's just you're cutting that stress away yeah. and stop focusing focusing on it so it gives that gives you room to move in that space without even realizing it um and when we're not realize like when we're not focusing on something we take that pressure off ourselves so yeah. you know it's all about is it stress raises the cortisol levels we all know we know what that does to our bodies yeah um so you have to look at stressing other facets of your life as well what are you holding on to that you can release let go and let happen naturally. Mm. And when you do do that, the magic happens because it's like, wow, this is just totally, you know, I didn't expect that if I let this go, it would actually, you know, eventuate for me. And it's those expectations. Like that's what I hear mm. when you say that. You're you're letting go of expectations. What is, what is, what your runtime is, is this for today. Um, But, hey, in in a month's time of doing consistent working out and and facing that discomfort and those those fears that you may have around things, it may change. It it may change. It will get better. And and that goes with any area of your your life as well. So for me, if I'm like – I think it comes down to like accountability Mm. Um, because if you're keeping yourself accountable in your workouts, for instance, or if you're, if you're the type of person to go, okay, there's 10 reps in here, but I'm going to stop at eight. You're shortening Mm. your potential in your workout. Do do you do that in everything else that you do though? Like you're, you're cutting your potential that translates to the outside world. Are you, if you shave your reps in your workout, you're going to shave other areas of your life. Absolutely. You're going to shortcut other areas of your life. So you're not yeah. reaching your full potential in your workouts and you're not reaching your full potential in, mm. full potentials in, you know, your work and your outside work and um, in the outside world and, you know, things that you, that actually should matter to you yeah. um, and you're, you're really not getting the best out of you when you're shortcutting life like that. So yeah. for me, training is definitely a lot about what I'm able to achieve in the outside world. Plus it fuels me for the, a successful day ahead. Yeah. So for me to start a workout in the morning, if I miss my workout in the morning, I feel like I'm not Jenna. <laughs> so yeah. I know that I know that it, it is a crazy thing and I could probably work around eliminating that thought process, but at the same time I don't want to because it, it, um, it suits me really well and it primes my day. Um, and if I don't get my workout in, I don't feel like Jenna. So if I do get my workout in, I feel like I've, 
so successful. I'm in this, oh my God, fairy tale life feel where I can get so, so much done and I'm just bubbly and everything just feels wonderful. So if I can get my morning sessions in and potentially an afternoon session, then I'm so, so happy. Yeah. So happy. That's so cool because, and just going back to what you were saying about, you know, if you are shortcutting and not getting through your reps and everything, it like opens the door for you to shortcut at work or whatever. Mm. And I think that's so important. Hey, you've got to, in every day of your life, and it starts at the gym, you know, as like for yourself, you show up as a 10 and if you have yeah. that um, mentality, yeah. you can show up as a 10 at work in your relationships, in your friendships, in, um, you know, in, in, you as a mother or whatever it is, you, you yeah. show up consistently as a 10 um, because I think it's, it's so important to invest in yourself in that way. And Absolutely. It, I think, in my opinion, that opens the doors for uh, other people to treat you and as a 10 mm. as well. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And why stop at a 10 when you can okay. go to a 20? Yeah. <laughs> ah, boom. Raise <laughs> the bar. That's it. But that's the thing though. Like you, the, the, if you rate yourself, if somebody, and we do this in our, um, in a lot of our events, so we run military style events and cool. without that's getting too awesome. much away. Um, <laughs> part of one of the exercises we do is we ask people to rate themselves just in life in general. And we have everyone close their eyes so if nobody can see what they rate each other at and all that sort of stuff. So it's you v you, nobody else is looking on and you can be comfortable knowing that. Um, the only people looking on is, of course, myself and Scott and the other coaches. <laughs> um, so we ask them to close their mind, uh, to close their eyes and we get them to raise their hands as we count numbers. So we start from a one and we raise to a ten. So, um, you know, there'll be no hand shows probably at one, two, three, four starts showing some hands, five, six, and generally around the seven and eight, lots of hands go up. And it's like, <clears throat> I rate myself as a seven or eight in life. So yeah. they open their eyes and then they're like, okay, so if I put a, 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 version, a seven version of you and next to you I put a ten version of you, who do you think is going to do better? Yeah. And so, of course, the answer is a ten, that ten person. So why rate yourself at a level eight when you can be a level ten and just tell yourself that? Because you cannot move past that perceived limitation. If you're, yeah. if you perceive yourself as a level eight, well, guess what you're going to be for the rest of your life? Oh, you change that. That's it. It all starts with you. Hey. But yeah, I, that's right. But so aren't girls terrified awful. though, Jen? Like, aren't Absolutely. they terrified to say, "Hey, you know what? I I'm a ten. Because we, we yeah. live in, you know, what do they call it? The tall poppy syndrome where Correct. you you can't necessarily, well, I mean, it's a whole self-love journey as well. Yeah. People are terrified to, to even invest in themselves sometimes because they think that that's selfish or, or whatever it may be for them. Mm. But, I mean, yeah. I, we typically see that, I mean, uh, we've got predominant, we've got all female clients. So yeah. Um, yeah. do you see similar stuff? Absolutely. And I think that until you... For me, I'm obsessed with getting that little taste of belief in somebody because then that little bit becomes so, so grand. Mm. You know, it builds very quickly. So um, when somebody, you know, for instance, um, doesn't believe in themselves and you can tell when somebody doesn't um, and it's very obvious, um, the thing for me is that now is my mission. Yeah. So if I see somebody that doesn't believe in themselves, I'm like, I need to talk to you. Yeah. Um, and I just, I, I don't know what it is, but I have a way with ladies especially that gets them to believe in themselves mm. and just to try something that they're unsure about and then be successful with it. 
So, I mean, it really does come down to the individual and uh, I know how to read that person with that. But um, I think definitely see that a lot. Even, you know, we probably only have one or two that raise their hand in those instances out of 10 and one could be a male and one could be a female. And I'm just so stoked that there's somebody (laughs) that, you know, is at that level and realisation that, you know, you can trick yourself into thinking you're at a level because you you will eventually get to that if that's what it requires. However, you need a taste of it to know that you can get to that, right? So So sometimes you need help getting there. Yeah. And somebody else needs to show you that you are going to, that you are, um, you, they have the belief in you before you have the belief in in yourself. So true. So, yeah, it's really about supporting somebody to show them that they can do it. So, you know, it's all good about telling somebody they can do something, but you need to show them that they can do it to put it into practice. Yeah, and one of the things that we we say to our girls as well is, you know, we go back to the toddler example and that little toddler sees the parents when they're about to start walking and what are those parents doing? They are mm. they are cheering that child on. They they've got their their faces like you can do it, you can do it. And so that's yeah. the belief, right? And that little toddler in their badass self goes, I'm gonna dominate this walking and they do. Yeah. And they do. Yes, but it, yes, but, yes, it, yes. but it started with seeing how happy mum and dad were or whoever was in the room and that mm. desire to want to, to actually want to take those steps. So it's kind of like you need both parties there initially, but then once that belief grows, like you said, um, it, that person can become unstoppable. Oh, damn true. So damn yeah. true. Like <laughs> you just made me, you just reminded me of, um, and we get a lot in our sessions, but the other day we were hosting a throwdown for um, Sizac, which is a cop here in Canberra. And we had 70-odd people in the room, and it was electric. It was so amazing. And so as the finisher, I got them get to get down and do a, um, a, a forward and a backwards lap of uh, crocodiles. They're called crocodiles. So if you mm-hmm. go onto my Instagram page you'll, and go a couple of videos back, you'll see people crawling all over the floor. Awesome. We're going to totally check that out. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's very entertaining. However, extremely, extremely hard. So for me, I was like, okay, so we're going to do this as a finisher. It looks a little bit crazy. Who cares what other people think? And it doesn't matter how long it takes you. So we have had people take 15 minutes. We've had people take five minutes. We've had people take 30 minutes. It's just about getting it done. However, my biggest thing is supporting those that are still going. So if you've finished your workout and you're walking around feeling, you know, thank God that that's, ama- that's done and feeling sorry for yourself and that sort of stuff. That's turning inwards. I want that energy outwards onto those people that are still remaining. Yeah. So if you can imagine we had a room of 70 people and we had two um, people that were still finishing off. And I'm like, what's going on, guys? You're in your own world. Come over and get these people to the finish line. Mm. And the room was insane, like how loud it was. That's my, that is my bag, by the way. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, but the room is electric. And when you have so many people cheering you on, yeah. what more can you do but yeah. succeed, you know? Yeah. Um, so whether you have one person or 70 people cheering you on, it's about instilling belief in those people or yeah. in that individual. Because now I guarantee you they will be able to move on to their next workout and feel way better about themselves and have a little bit more belief. A hundred percent. And if you had it does to, make a difference. if you had to kind of narrow narrow down maybe two or three mindset hacks that you could give somebody uh, in order to just kind of take their first steps in facing maybe a challenging part within a workout or a weight that they're mm. nervous of, you know what what would they be? Okay, so I do have like four points. Okay, that cool. I'll always go for it. I, I always go back to these. 
Um, and I kind of touched on them before, so facial expressions and body language I touched on before, but I'm going to add to that and then um, expand on those a little bit. But um, 90% of the time, or let's say 99% of the time when it hurts and when I'm breaking barriers, it's it's about when I push past that lactic and all the feeling of, you know, struggling lungs, I trick my mind with positive reinforcement. So I like mm. to call this PR, of course, PR, positive reinforcement. Yeah. It starts with making the decision. So you've got to make a decision. You've got to make an agreement to yourself to push harder and keep going or do you back off and quit? Mm. So it's which decision do you make, first yep. of all? So it's a decision to push harder or am I going to back off and quit because I don't like the feeling of this that pain that's coming upon, upon me. Um, so for me, uh, which option will I choose, ladies? Oh, <laughs> which absolutely 1,000% pain. It's going to be just pushing push harder, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to push through. So um, in those moments, then I dive into my toolkit of PR, so my positive reinforcement toolkit. Um, I love and so that. It's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> so it's essentially like a gym bag, right? So I have that many gym bags, like mental gym bags. It is ridiculous. <laughs> um, but this one's just my positive, in positive reinforcement toolkit. Um, so this, the first one would be the thoughts feeding your mind and overcoming destructive inner dialogue. So those thoughts matter. Yeah. So the thoughts that you feed your mind, and overcoming the destructive inner dialogue that's happening. So you're being aware of those thought processes that are happening on the spot. You need to tell yourself how much you love this shit and how amazing you are at it, how much you'll grow and progress by doing it. Yeah. So just that thought alone should give you enough push to get through an extra couple of reps and those sorts of things. So for me, if it was me doing it and I'm like, dying inside I'm like I tell myself how much I love this shit how much how how amazing I am at this that's so cool and how much I'll grow and progress by doing it yeah mind then over, mind over matter eh? mind over matter 100% mm. it's tricking the it's tricking the mind as well so um then we go into uh positive body language so for me I come back to no leaning on anything so yeah. no resting on my knees no um, leaning on the edge of uh, a seat or anything like that, no sitting down. It's keeping myself accountable, keeping myself upright um, and um, tricking my mind once again with positive body language. So keeping myself high, my chest held high and moving with purpose in between sets. So if I'm moving in between sets and I've got my head slumped, shoulder slumped, then that's not going to prime me for my next you know, set that's coming up, is it? Mm-hmm. So it's all about that body, that positive body language. And then we come to fi- um, facial expressions. So plastering a big smile on my face, even if it's a short period of time, will elevate your mood and reduce your stress. So the smile um, that you do plant on your face doesn't necessarily have to be based on real emotions because, let's face it, when we're in pain, we don't feel like smiling mm. um, unless you're Jenna and you're, like, loving the shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, faking at work. Like yeah. I said, I keep coming back to the fact that you're tricking your mind. Um and then from there, the more you do this, the easier it is to train the brain and be aware of the um, mental state of mind that you can quickly make that positive switch. Yeah. Um, and then lastly, external support, encouragement yeah. outwards. Yeah. So this is the one I'm absolutely obsessed with. So external support, encouragement outwards and infecting those around you with positive reinforcement, human touch and support. So when I encourage somebody else, it fuels my drive to go harder, faster, longer and not give up. Yeah. So if you're helping somebody else, you're really internally helping yourself. So true. That's so cool. So I have a high pain threshold and showing signs of weakness is something I generally don't like to do because I rate 
discipline. I I like fucking love being You're hard resume. You're yeah, we, yes. we, we, we <laughs> that. We've got that. I vibe, love so. being hard regimented and keeping myself accountable. So I like to carry myself with strength, determination and confidence because it fuels my performance yeah. most days. <laughs> That's so good. So oh, there's there's that four. So the thoughts that you feed your mind, positive body language, facial expressions, and external support, so encouragement outwards. That's epic. That's so epic. I love all that. I so think put it's, those in your PR yes, box absolutely. <laughs> I'm tucking that away for sure. There, there's some really good take homes there, and I think that that'll bring a lot of value to a lot of our listeners out there because um, there's a few tips in there, like especially you know that last one, like even positive reinforcement like sometimes you forget that you know just encouraging Mm. somebody else can lift your spirits to want to do better for you um that's that's one that has just reminded me again that I need to be practicing that so that's awesome yeah it look internal in like in a dialogue we get it every second minute of our lives right so and it's not just within our workout it's it's in other discomfort areas of our lives it's in other positive moments of our life where we may also be doubting ourselves as well so it's always being aware of um the internal dialogue that's actually happening and is that the internal dialogue that you want there and if Mm. it's not then replace it yeah and it really does take practice but once you start doing it it becomes like a subconscious thing at at the end of the day like once you practice it it's like anything it becomes that um your uh, you're mindfully, yeah, you're mindfully doing it. Mm. So instead of mindlessly thinking, you're mindfully thinking. And so it, cool. it makes such a big difference because it takes work to get your brain to a point where it's willing to push longer and harder than it ever has before. And it goes, um, but, yeah, it goes back to those calluses, doesn't it? Like you yeah, have to train yeah. your mind. And if you think about it, we have 60,000 thoughts that go through our mind. And one of the things that, you know, I've used personally is that when my mind is on the neg and I'm being mm. negative Nelly, I will get out of that by encouraging somebody else. And internally, I am encouraging myself and I get to choose those thoughts and or yeah. what I do with them really. Um and I think that that's such a powerful, like, practical way of, of doing that for others and internally you're doing it for yourself too. Oh, my God, yes. So how do, whereabouts do you live because I'm coming to you? <laughs> you and Hannah are, like, the same person. Very, very you, cool. I well, love it. You are my workout buddy. I would love to uh, come work out with you. When I come down to Canberra, which I will be booking it, I'll be booking a flight after this podcast. <laughs> um, we'll, we can totally Please. throw it down. So cool. But we've got one Please, final we'll- one final question for you before you go. Yes. Um, yes. What is it for you? What would be your definition? Oh, hang on. Let me rephrase that. She stuffed that. Let's I go did. Again. I stuffed it. Um, what <laughs> What's your definition of an alpha babe? That's a really big question because life. <laughs> okay. So. It's a doozy. It, it is. It is a doozy. And I could probably add so much to that, but I'm going to try. You've got a sentence. You've got a sentence. I've got a try really, and keep it. Yeah, really long one. <laughs> <laughs> no, my brain is ticking. I'm like, oh, God, um, slow it down, Jenna, slow it down. <laughs> so I re- like for, for real, I honestly can't bring it back to anything more than just being wholeheartedly myself and staying yeah. true to my values. So good. So for me, it's me versus me in this world and I'm on a mission to continue to make myself proud as fuck. Yes. Um, but – that looks different on everybody. Yeah. And the most important thing to me is I can't get enough of seeing women support 
support and uplift each other. And sharing in each other's successes and not competing against one another, raising one another up rather than cutting each other down. Oh, Um, so true. these are the, all the things that I stand for and I'll continue to show my support to those that I know truly want to, wanting to make a difference in this world and chipping away at one good deed at a time just so we can make that greater impact yeah. collectively because I think that's what it's all about is, you know, standing together um, because, like I said, we are really good at cutting each other down. So why not bind together and, and uplift and support each other because, you know, at, at the end of the day we all face battles and we all face you know, areas and times of discomfort. So why not bind together and help each other through that while also sharing in each other's successes? Yeah, and when you bind together, you become stronger together. And that is Absolutely. that is 100% what we are all about because it's mm. not about elevating self, so what? So you're lonely on the top? I want to yes. have as many people mm. on the top with me as possible um, because that's what life's about. Life's about sharing the journey with others. Yeah. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Amen to that. Thank you so, so much. Let's, Thank you. And so when you book your flights, yeah. you must come down and let me know. I, yes, um, I, I and do. And we may even turn this into a YouTube episode. Oh, yes. See where. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's totally, that would be All a lot about of fun. It. We're really entertaining. We um, we make um, a few <laughs> if jokes If we don't say ourselves. so ourselves. No, well. <laughs> oh, I know, I know. Um, so it will would be an absolute waste if we didn't film um, totally. some of it. And uh, we'll yeah. do a day in the life or something like that. That'd be so fun. So I'll get your uh, your bodies working, but also your brains as well. So, oh, yeah, girlfriend. Well, listen, <laughs> thank you so much for coming on the Alphabet Podcast. Thank we've, you. we've absolutely learnt a whole bunch of stuff. And um, I think, you know, I'm going to probably go away and just get on that ski ergo for maybe 10K. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then you know what to do. Come the uh, 1K, 2K, 3K mark, you just dive into that, that uh, positive uh, yeah, reinforcement totally. toolkit and yeah. pull out some uh, positive reinforcements yeah. and I'll TR. Hell yeah. Like that, 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 that <laughs> I have Jenna. a feeling you guys don't need so much of that anyway. Well, thank you so much for your time today, Jenna. We really appreciate it. And um, it's been such a pleasure to have you on. And, and until next time, until we see you in Canberra, we'll we sign soon. off with <laughs> Hey, Jenna, we've, we you. sign off with peace. So can we collectively say peace all together? You ready? Oh, like, in deep, okay. like in, in a, a deep, like in a deep voice. voice. It's got to be oh, like, yeah. <laughs> like mic right, drop. I've got a swollen vocal cords, so this at the moment is going to help. Okay. Like going deep because I can't go high, so this is great. <laughs> so thanks so much for coming on our <laughs> podcast. We absolutely love it. And until next time, peace. peace. <laughs> <laughs> See you, girl. Bye. See you, honey. Bye. Bye.